Hi, Matt. Welcome to Habit Talks. Uh, we're so excited to have you join the Insumo community. Uh, we would love to get to know you first. Could you walk us through your experience and your background? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So my experience jumping into the habit world really started, uh, I would say, formally when I was a strategy and management consulting at a place called the Bridgebank Group. And there I noticed that a lot of my colleagues were would work for a few years, like what they were doing, but then leave um, before they you know, were really ready to move on. And that was largely because they felt that the work was not sustainable, that they were working too many hours, traveling too much, not having time on weekends or at night. And I said, there has to be a different way to do this because I like what I'm doing. I want to keep doing this for years to come. And I don't want to have to leave be prematurely because it's not sustainable. And so that started me on this journey to say, what if I could become more productive and I could get more done in less time and I could think more strategically and comprehensively about what it looks like to be sustainable and to meet my needs outside of work so that when I get to work, I feel refreshed. And so that was the beginning of my journey into productivity. I ended up um, you know, going from me and one other coworker meeting every other week for a half hour to talk about those things to dramatically reducing the hours we were working. We got to the point where the average was 55 hours a week and I was working, you know, 40. And then that built a community around us of people like, what are you doing? And how did you do that? And so we ended up having 50 people across three offices. We we're just meeting. This was just something I did off the side of my desk of meeting, you know, once a month to connect and say, how do we do this? How do we figure this out? And so that was the beginning of my journey into thinking strategically about the personal and professional habits that we have. And from there, I ended up uh, leaving to start Zarvana to help spread that and enable other people to do the same thing. That sounds great. And how did you start seeing the difference in people's lives after you started Zarvana? Yeah, I think we at Zarvana often talk about the combination of uh, research-backed insights. So you need to know what the right action is to take. And there's a lot of information out there. And so it can be hard to parse between like what is good information versus what is just something that someone's saying, uh, which isn't necessarily bad, but it might not have any evidence behind it actually working. So first we start with a foundation of what does the research show us actually makes people more effective, less stressed, et cetera. And that's the foundation. Then we say, how can you take a small step to begin to make change on that? And, you know, once you take a first small step, then we go through a process of what we call behavior design, which is the idea that, you know, I, you know, there might be a best practice that I tell you in its ideal form, but for you to implement it, you might not be able to implement it in its ideal form. It needs to be designed to fit your specific context and circumstance in life. And so then a lot of the work actually in helping people make these changes is that behavior design process of saying, okay, this is the ideal version, but we need to make these adjustments to it in order for it to work for you. Because we always say that it's better to implement something in a less ideal form and have it last than to implement something in its ideal form and only have it last for two weeks. And do you see this, uh, these kind of tips and theories applying over into your overarching audience? Or do you find ways to personalize these journeys for your different clients? Yeah, so we work with, uh, you know, a lot of knowledge workers or information workers in kind of the professional services industry and with managers and leaders. And then increasingly, we're working with uh, some, some folks and, and companies in the tech world. And so we find that 
the specific habits and behaviors uh, might differ across those different audiences, but they, uh, you know, a lot of the problems that we're facing today are pretty universal. For example, people are constantly interrupted. There's an abundance of communication platforms and incoming communication constantly. There's a, a challenge of having too many meetings, particularly as you get more senior and have, where can you find time to have independent work to do deep thinking and critical thinking work. And there's challenges of managing competing priorities and having to uh, balance incoming requests and unanticipated requests with priorities that you have. And so those challenges, you know, whether you're working as um, you know, a lawyer or a consultant or a software engineer um, tend to be pretty consistent. And so a lot of the, the habits then that address those, um, we end up talking to people about the same things, but adjusting them for their team context and the culture that they exist in. Great. Uh, and as a last question, would you be able to walk us through one kind of example scenario that has helped you get started? Like you were talking a little bit about smaller steps that would really make a difference in the long run. Could you kind of walk us through an example of that? Yeah. So one of the one of the things we talk about when it comes to being more productive is that you need systems that govern the way that you approach different tasks or challenges. And we talk about seven different systems. The three that I'll just highlight here because they work together is you need to have a system for how you manage your email. You need to have a system for how you manage your tasks, which are things you have to do. And you need to have a system for how you manage your calendar, which is your schedule. And so there's actually an interrelation between those three. So the first thing, and there's, there's a lot here, but I'll just I'll hit three things quickly, which is in email, a lot of people become obsessive about zero inbox, but we say don't become obsessive about zero inbox because that causes you to keep coming back to your email when you shouldn't be, uh, but become obsessive about what we call the single touch rule. And the single touch rule is that every time you touch, quote unquote, or read an email in your inbox, you move it out of your inbox. So it doesn't matter if you have to follow up with it later or that there's an, a task related to that email, always move it out of your inbox. And so that's one small habit that if most people, if people could implement that, they would have a clear inbox, not necessarily zero because that's not the goal, but they would have a clear inbox. Um, and so part of what is connected to that is that you need to be able to, if you have follow-up tasks associated with it, you need to be able to add it to your to-do list so you're not using your inbox as a to-do list. And so there we talk about integrations between emails and to-do lists so that you can add things directly to your to-do list from your inbox. And then finally, what we say is that a to-do list is great at collecting and helping you prioritize what you have to do, but it's not good at actually getting you to do your work. A calendar is much better at getting you to do your work because it's when it pops up and it says, 15 minutes, you should be doing this or meeting with this person. Most of the time, most people kind of follow their calendar. And so then spending time at the beginning of each day, usually it takes about five to 10 minutes to schedule out your whole day, even if it's independent work, so that you then know, okay, this is when I'm going to do this. And it's, I'm not engaging in wishful thinking, which is to say, oh, you know, I, I think I could get this done this week, but you haven't actually determined how much time you need that week to spend on it. And if you have that time in your calendar. And so those three practices kind of work together of the single touch rule, adding things to your to-do list, and then scheduling out your calendar in a technique called time blocking. Uh, and those are three kind of beginning elements that we often end up spending time teaching people. 
Great. Well, thanks, Matt. That has been such an insightful conversation. And we're so happy to have you as a part of our community. Thank you, Matt.